Let us turn in God's word to Second Samuel and the chapter 9. And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul, that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son, which is lame on his feet. The king said unto him, Where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he is in the house of Machar, the son of Amiel, in Lodibar. Then David sent and fetched him out of the house of Machar, the son of Amiel, from Lodibar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth? And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant, that thou shouldst look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba and Saul's servant and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertain to Saul and to all his house. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shalt till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruits, and thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then said Ziba unto the king, According to all that my lord the king hath commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son, whose name was Micah. And all that dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants unto Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. You know, this is a a wonderful chapter in God's word. Every time you read it, it seems like there's something more that stands out, something more to learn. It's a beautiful picture of, of God's hesed, God's kindness. David calls it the kindness of God. I want to show the kindness of God. And we should want to be kind, and we should want our kindness to be godlike, the kindness of the Lord. And David is, is doing that uh, to the house of one who was his enemy, the house of Saul. He even loved his enemies and he was kind and he's looking someone to show kindness to out of the house of Saul. And that one is Mephibosheth. Now he's an interesting character in himself. He was lame in his feet 
as a result of the fall. And of course, we are all lame in our walk as a result of the fall. We're all sinners, unable to walk uprightly. And yet the kindness of God comes to us and it brings us to his table, the king's table. That's what is referred to in this chapter. Four times you read about it, the king's table. And at the end of the chapter, Mephibosheth is sitting at it, at the king's table. His lame feet are tucked in under them there. He maybe has to be carried to be led at it. But he's at the king's table. A wonderful, wonderful place. And you know, in God's house, we have a table. We see it every week. It is a remembrance to us that the king has a table. And he has a house for his family. He has a palace for us to come to. You know, it's a, a remarkable change, this man, Mephibosheth. At the end, you see him at the table of the king. In Jerusalem, in the Zion itself. That's the picture at the end, but that's not the picture at the start. Where is he at the start? Well, he's in a place far off. In fact, at the other side of Jordan, I believe, a distant place. It was called Lodibar. And Lodibar has, has a negative in it. And it means no pasture. That's what he has at the start. He's, he's no pasture. He has no feeding ground. He has no shepherd. We have a shepherd and... He leadeth me beside the still waters. He causes me to lie down in the, in the green pastures. But at the start, Mephibosheth has no pasture. He's probably in hiding. He belongs to the house of Saul. It's a new house now reigning, the house of David. And he's afraid and he's hiding up there, far off, distant, even in a place where there's no pasture. It's a sad picture. The sinner's in a far-off place. The sinner's in a sad place. The sinner's in a place of desolation. The sinner's in a place where he has no pasture. A sinner is in a place where he has no shepherd. And we were in that place. But the Lord called us. The Lord sent for us. The Lord brought us to himself. And he gives us promises. Just as he gave Mephibosheth promises, he gave him promises of two things. He promised him the land. There's a land promised. God promises his people a land, the land of glory, the land of heaven, the heavenly inheritance. But there's even something more precious than that. He promises them the privilege and the joy to sit at the king of heaven's table itself. And that's pictured here tonight. The king's table. We have the privilege of being at the king's table. It's a wonderful place. Look at the four occurrences of it. At the end of verse 7, Thou shalt eat bread at my table. Continually. My table. The king is speaking. It's my table. This is the Lord's table. His table. You'll eat bread at my table. This is a wonderful thing. And it's just a symbol, of course, of what the Lord has for us in the gospel. Provision, a supper, a meal. We can't want, we'll always have feeding. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Mephibosheth has many enemies, but he always has this table. Continually, David says. 
my table continually, breakfast, lunch, dinner, tea, every day, day in, day out, my table, all the time. You'll not want. You'll have that provision. It's a wonderful thing. He couldn't hardly believe it. A dead dog like me? You have me at your table? I mean, the dogs are living, they can eat the crumbs, but I'm a dead dog. You know what you do with a dead dog? You bring a dead dog out into the dump. You take it out into the city. You don't even bury it. You just throw it into the dump. A dead dog like me at the table. This is what Jesus does for us. In his grace, we're just dead dogs. We're unfit and unworthy. But at his table continually. The next occurrence is in in the verse 10. He's telling Ziba, Thou shalt bring in the fruits that thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread alway at my table. There you have it again. He's telling Ziba, he's going to eat at my table and he's going to do it always, continually. And then you have it again at the end of verse 11, as if the Holy Spirit has to throw it in again. I mean, it, it mainly looks like it's just a vain repetition, but no, the Holy Spirit wants to put it in again. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table. And then there's this little addition. As one of the king's sons. Isn't that a marvelous thing? He's not just going to eat as a member of the house of Saul, as a dead dog. You know, just, you just endure him. You have to suffer him. no. He's going to eat it like one of my sons. He's going to eat it like a prince. Christ makes us princes unto God. He raises us from the dunghill and sets us among princes. He gives us the adoption of sons. He makes us as sons. He puts us at his table as sons. That's a wonderful thing. As sons. What does that mean? Well, it means that he has all that the king has. He's entitled to it. He's a right to it. It means that he doesn't have to come afraid, scared to death, like a slave or a servant. Can I take this? Can I take that? You know, He doesn't have to come with that kind of attitude. At, at the family table, you feel relaxed. At the family table, you feel at home. You feel free. You have liberty. And that's the way the Lord Jesus wants us to feel. The liberty of sons, the freedom. Not to have fears, not to be afraid. And then there's the fellowship of the family there. You talk freely there and you have this wonderful fellowship. It's a place you love, isn't it? And God gives that to his people as one of the king's sons. And then it's repeated again at the end of verse verse 13. Did this come to pass? Yes, it did. For he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. And so we can come to the king's table. And we're still lame on both our feet, aren't we? Well, we don't come here perfect. We don't come here and sit upright and, you know, we're sinless. No, we're still sinners. We can still look down at our feet. And we can still know that we're not worthy. But it doesn't bring us into bondage. Because we have the grace of God in our lives. And this table is a picture of that. Isn't it a wonderful story? Wonderful message. So may the Lord bless these words to your heart.
And may the Lord Jesus Christ be glorified through them. For his great name's sake. Amen.